This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. And Hokie Homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. A win is a win. And after the mess that we saw in week zero, I'm going to tell you right now, we'll take that win. But there is still plenty to talk about. My name is Nate Brennan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland. You are listening to On the Block, 402-464-5685. That's the Sarder Heyman text line. Also, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Want to get all of your thoughts here in the first segment. Text us. Call us. What are your thoughts from the game? The text line has already been off the chain. Starting with Wet Blanket, he said, Did Nathan pick Virginia Tech to go 10-2 as well? Wet Blanket, for what it's worth, you can check out our big board. I've got Nebraska at 9-3. I've decided to stick with it after the win. And I actually had Virginia Tech at 4-8, and eight, so that's looking a lot more accurate after their loss to ODU. That was definitely a tough oh, way to go out. Yeah, that was. I saw a lot of scores, but that was the one that I absolutely am glad you shared with me. <laughs> I know. I, that, but you said, said it, though. You said it. I was worried. You said it. You were worried. I said I have a weird feeling that ODU is going to win, Dan. Lo and behold, they did. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can check us out on all the streaming sites as well. Uh, Virginia Tech lost um, 20 to 17. No, 17 to 4. It was 20 to 17, 17 to 14. It was a low scoring game. The defense played lights out. The defense, the special teams had a miscue. They uh, snapped it over the kicker or over the placeholder. That was a touchdown for ODU. And then they had a terrible pass interference to end the game that ended up leading to a touchdown. Virginia Tech, it, they were they were just terrible. But we'll, All we'll I know just, is the freaking Iowa game that. was that worse was than that. That was, that the, was the Iowa game, it was games like that, again, Texas, 402-464-5685. Let's know what you think about Iowa, too. It's games like that. I don't know how people like Bach. He loves games like that. Mm. The defense, safeties, field goal. I, I hate it. That is brutal. Yeah, like it was five to three straight. I know, my it was God. five to three. It, it looked like it looked like a soccer score, but but here's what's crazy though, right? One of the things that I I took from that game is this: the importance of special teams. Yeah, because absolutely, Iowa absolutely kept them underneath. Now, not just inside the twenty, inside the ten, and sometimes mostly inside the five. <laughs> like their punting game know. is absolutely it's efficient. unbelievable, and, and and people take it for granted. I mean, you take. I think that's why Nebraska right now, if they could go back and redo it all over again last year, they would look at having a special teams guru or specialist. Wouldn't that have been nice? Would have 
just that could have turned the whole dynamic around. They pin them every single time, and their defense is lights out, and they always have a good secondary too, which definitely helps them out. Yeah. Um, but Strick, I want to go ahead and get into the Nebraska game. A couple of texts. Froff says Bach is a sick, sick person. He is after liking games like that. And downtown Scott says I'll take our games over Iowa's. So let's go ahead and get into that, Strick. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska, they would come out with a win against North Dakota, as you guys all probably know by now. Final score: thirty-eight to seventeen. Um, that that should have been the uh, that I don't care what anybody says. No. That should have been the Northwestern score. I agree. That and score should have been. It should have went right that way. That's what Stricky was talking about. Yes, but for 11, what it's worth, go ahead. For what it's worth, uh, they did end up winning thirty-eight to seventeen. It looked a lot different than that. So at halftime, they went to the locker room seven to seven. Game was tied. Nebraska mm-hmm. scored on their first drive. Wouldn't score again. North Dakota would score on their last drive. Uh, Strick, I don't know if you remember this or not. 17-17, to 17, North Dakota scores with 422 Four left in the third quarter. Um, <laughs> so someone says that I'm still saying 9-3 to keep my pride. I don't even know what I'm going with my record prediction at this point. I don't point. care. I, just, I, I don't know. Have you I'm ever doing. seen, like, Jordan Peele and, and – Yes. Oh, yeah. Like – there was one one skit that they did where he literally was sitting there. I think he was getting chastised or a question was asked of him, and he was just pouring with sweat. <laughs> that's me. That was that's, me that, at 17, me. 17. I was like, yes. are you freaking kidding me right now? Well, this is, this is where I don't really know how to interpret this game because, one, for what it's worth, Nebraska did close it out. Anthony Grant, look, if Nebraska fans want their 1,000-yard rusher, barring an injury, you have your 1,000-yard rusher and some. 11 straight um, run plays. And which I which should have been right. Northwest. And I, know, okay. and I know that you love, but this is this is the other thing that, that's bizarre to me and a lot of people aren't talking about. Nebraska, for the second straight game, not only scored on their first drive, looked dominant on their first drive. Like, North Dakota couldn't stop them. Northwestern, their first drive, we were like, oh, my gosh, is Casey Thompson a Heisman finalist? Like, it was lights out. And then after that, nothing. Nothing. They closed out this game for what it's worth. And I think Nebraska fans, after 11 months of losses, Nebraska hadn't won in 11 months, which is absolutely unbelievable when you think about it. A win is a win. I'm curious, and they haven't been 500 since like 216, which is insanity. <laughs> but I, I'm curious how you guys interpret it. So Texas 402-464-5685, and I'm also curious how you interpret it, Strick. Because to be honest with you, I was at that game. I ended up leaving at halftime because I said I don't want to be here if Nebraska loses. Because at halftime, I genuinely was saying they're going to lose this. And at 422 in the third quarter, I said, Nebraska's going to lose this. Credit to the coaching staff, credit to the players, credit to whatever motivation came over them because they closed out that game and looked pretty good there in the fourth quarter for what it's worth. You finally got sacks. Yeah, you got some sacks. You got some pressure on the quarterback. You stuffed the run there in the fourth quarter. I'll be honest with you, I feel kind of worse after that game. And you, would, you would feel worse? After a game where you win by 21, I feel worse after that game. I said, this is the game where you make a statement, you put up 50, you win by 40, you call it good. That game, you could have pointed to a couple points where I did personally, I said, Nebraska's going to lose this game. I genuinely thought Nebraska. Again, they won. We'll take a win. We love a win. I'm excited to get back on the winning ways. I think the same will happen with Georgia Southern. But they looked terrible. Like In that first half, they literally looked awful. I, I would agree. I, I think... You know, I was talking with AD and, and Raf from the drive, and we were talking about just 
the ambiance in the stadium, the groans, the moans, the many boos, I it felt just as bad as what I heard over in Iowa <laughs> when I was watching that game. They yeah. were just booing. Like, I still don't know if I like that. Um, I still think displeasure is a necessity as a part of the game. But, you know, I was just glad to see them stay in the fight because – it was ugly, and the mood, and the even though I wasn't in it, I sensed it. You know what I mean? I could just tell, and that's probably why I didn't want to go. Uh, I, I did not want to weird. be in the in the stadium. It just, I just the, the the atmosphere. I just it wasn't conducive. Once I was sitting at home feeling it, I was sitting at home. Probably would have had even worse an attitude had I been. I'm in the telling building. you, when we were leaving at halftime, and everyone obviously all. Comes together, you get concessions, go to the bathroom, do whatever you did. Like it, it wasn't like you. It wasn't silent to the point where you could hear a pin drop. A pin drop. You could feel the tension. You, you know when I, I don't know if you ever walk in a room and you can just feel it. Like mm-hmm. something feels off. You can feel the tension in the room. That's how it felt. Like there was something in the air that mm-hmm. did not feel right. It was heavy. It, it, it was heavy. Yeah. I kind of got like a sick feeling in my stomach. Yeah. Something was not right, it, and I'm glad that they ended up pulling it out. I hope that it looks different against Georgia Southern. But that feeling, I think, is what Nebraska fans have felt for the majority of the Scott Frost era. You can speak to that more than I can because I haven't been here as long, but I know last year it certainly felt that way. I was like, oh, God, here we go again. That's what it felt like. Yeah. It was, oh, my God, here we go again. Because yeah. even if you beat North Dakota, I, I'm not walking out of that game confident. Right. I'm not. Yeah. Like, I think there's things that you can build off of. Anthony Grant's a beast. I'm going to tell you right now. He's that he's guy. He's going to be first team all Big Ten if he keeps this up. That, that kid, I tweeted. That I don't care what anybody stud. says. He's that guy. He is that guy. And he's your 1,000-yard rusher. I think for the he's first the time cow. since Zigbo. They said that he was uh, Big Ten Player of the Week. Yeah, you can build off of him, but listen, the o- the O line looked okay. Casey Thompson struggled. No. The the Pause. pass rush was kind of there. Like O line, it, it was there okay. Was, was it, it was Corcoran okay. or was it was it Bando? There was a hiking of the ball. The play was, and he just sat there like a zombie, and didn't move for like almost two seconds. How does that happen? How are you just so oblivious? Those are the type of things that make me wonder, like, just make you say, hmm, like, what are you thinking about? What's going on? In your mind that everything is moving around you, but you're stuck. Like, you're in quicksand. That was, that was, those type of things were throwing me left. That's why I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go. I mean, I like I say, I reminded you where I sat in the stadium a few times where it just felt like, and it, and it felt like that in Ireland, too. It felt like. When is it going to happen? Yes. Yes. When, when, when Thank is it? God it didn't happen because this is a statistic that I bet a lot of you saw on social media. North Dakota never beat an FBS opponent. Because they, they, you know when these FCS teams mm-hmm. start making it close, they start flashing that graphic, mm-hmm. their record against FBS opponents. North Dakota has never beaten FBS opponent. And they flash the graphic. And the only reason they're flashing that graphic is because people start thinking there's a chance. There's a chance. And that's what I was thinking, too. And it just it, it, it makes me feel sick. I think Georgia Southern, you, this, is, this is the beauty of all of this, is despite looking rough for a good portion of the game, you still won by 21. 
And on top of that, you have another home game against a team that is far inferior. Far inferior. Like, you have another chance to right the ship. You have another chance to make us optimistic. You have another chance to warm up for a team that's top 10 in the country and looked fantastic on Saturday. Like, I I was one of the biggest pessimists when it comes to Oklahoma. I didn't know what to expect. I know that they played an inferior opponent as well. But guess what? I walk out of that Oklahoma game saying they look a hell of a lot better than Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. I I, – So, I mean – I'm not – I'm – I'm more so worried about what are they going to do to grow from the situation that they're in right now. Like, yes, there's a lot of things you can learn from it. Yes, you can build off of it. A win is a win for what it's worth. And and that, you know, and yes, you you get the monkey, so to speak, off your back. Right. Right? But at the end of the day, you cannot – in any form or fashion, start smelling yourself. If you start smelling yourself and thinking you did something or you had some some great game or something like that, you're setting yourself up to to be in trouble. Now, listen, the quarterback for uh, Georgia Southern, he's very familiar with playing in Memorial. Ventrice. Ventries. He's uh, Buffalo's quarterback. He yeah. So he's not coming in here. He's not scared of you. He's not worried he's about not you. He's not coming in taking pictures Tentative. and videos and all that. He's here no, to win. He's coming in because yes. he's got a yes. second chance at basically breaking your heart, uh, your achy, breaky heart. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm wor- <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Uh, yeah. What are they going to do to grow from the situation that they were in last week? And. That's the biggest question. We're going to get some of your guys' text, 402-464-5685. Tim says we're in trouble next week through the end of the season. Froff, I fell asleep at halftime. Woke up with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know what, Froff? You probably were a lot less nervous than a lot of us uh, were. Texter says, I don't know how anyone can feel good about anything Nebraska football right now. This is to be nothing short of completely unacceptable. That win Saturday broke a seven-game losing streak. Seven. How's that even possible at Nebraska? I tell you what, times have certainly changed. Uh, Texter says, does the win over North Dakota and FCS program count towards bowl eligibility? For what it's worth, yes, you have to get to six wins. So if that's one of your six wins, yes, that would make you bowl eligible. Uh, That's just kind of how it works. Uh, Gus says, I turned the game off at halftime. Uh, right after I booed the head coach for Gus, why? North Dakota's last I want to know. Don't 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 say I turned it off. I, Gus, I want to know why. Like what 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 would make you turn off? Is it the is it the fear of this going like over the Lord? Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even want to see it. Like I, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see it. Like I I want to get to the depth of that question on the Sutter Heyman text line. Like what made you turn off or what made you? Look away. Um, I, I remembered. I remembered. Um, it was very similar in a playoff game when everybody left the stadium when Miami was playing in the in the playoffs. I want to say it was maybe against San Antonio. Everybody thought it was in the finals. Everybody thought the game was over, and they left out of the building. And then all of a sudden, they start hearing roars, and things started changing and started shifting. You know. Anthony Grant breaks one. You know, you're outside the stadium at this point, and, and I think you can reentry here. But their doors were locked. And, like, they went nuts. And I think um, Ray Allen hits a big three. And you're that's that thing. 
you walk out, your head down, you're like, what are we going to do? We're out of it. It's over. And the next thing you know, boom, it changes. And it doesn't change until dang near the fourth quarter. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So here's the question, though. What changed? Who started making the calls? Did Whipple get a epiphany? Did somebody step in and make some adjustments? What changed? Because that wasn't the same it, style that we've been right. seeing. I mean, if you look at it by the numbers, it was it was probably 40, 40 to the run, 60 to the pass in, in early parts of the game. And then it shifted. Was that wh- where did that come from? I'm I'm curious about that too because Frost and Whipple have both been at the podium now, and they said that Whipple was still the one calling the plays. I don't know if maybe there were a few plays that they were saving. I I, I don't really know because you're right, it, it did like the end of that third quarter into the fourth quarter. It looked like a completely different offense, and I don't know if it's maybe some type of motivation. Someone said something to someone. Like I don't know if the players had leadership on the sideline. Like I don't know because it looked. It looked different. Uh, Qdoba guy says I drink more this week than I did last week. Uh, I, I feel a Husker, a lot of Husker fans probably that same boat. Uh, Rodney says, "Does the game like this, where the players feel the pressure, make them more confident leading into the weeks ahead?" Um, I think, in the sense that we talked about it, Strick, this team. No matter what game you play, whether it's North Dakota, Georgia Southern, I don't care for crying out loud if you play. UConn, the worst team in, in in college football. You're going to have adversity at some point in time during the game. Now, do I want the adversity to be 17-17 with four minutes left in the third quarter against North Dakota? No, but that was the adversity that came upon Nebraska on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They handled it well. I will give them credit. They overcame. When adversity struck, they overcame, and they, they stomped on their throat, and they won that game. Does that make me confident that they're going to move forward and use that as motivation? I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, how good are you feeling if you're saying, okay, North Dakota, an FCS opponent that's never beat a team in the FBS in the history of their program comes into Memorial Stadium. Let's make this very clear. This isn't a neutral site. This isn't Ireland. This isn't at North Dakota. This is on your home, home turf. turf. And you are four minutes left in the third quarter, and you're tied 17-17. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel good. good. <laughs> it It is nothing in that scenario that makes you feel comfortable, that makes you feel elated about what to come this week. The only thing is that you have flashes of greatness and goodness that happen by some individual players. And that's all we can look for. That's all you can look for. We got to take an EAS test. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side. We'll be right back.